Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, February the 12th, wherever you are. I hope you are well. I hope you are warm. I hope you are held in the mercy and the grace of God today. So let's continue our uh, walk through Genesis. It is so good. There's so much there. And I'll try to be brief, but you know me, I may not be. I'm going to do the best I can. So let's uh, continue. Uh, we are going to pick up exactly where we left off yesterday. Yesterday was the, uh, uh, again, we're still going with the Yahwist. It was the end of chapter two. The fullness of creation had happened. Uh, the woman who was taken out of her man, uh, not yet named Eve, but uh, that is who it is, of course. Um, is in the garden with Adam, and they uh, are cultivating it and caring for it. And uh, they uh, were naked yet felt no shame. They're living in that place of, uh, of uh, goodness, of um, just oneness. No shame. No shame. That's a good place to be. So we'll pick up with uh, the beginning of the story of the fall, which is, again, the Yahwist. We'll continue this. That is his story to tell, and it is Genesis 3, verses 1 through 8 today, because tomorrow is a good portion of the fall as well. I will talk about it today in the podcast and it, because it's so crucial, but I won't read it all today. Otherwise, that would take us through the end of uh, Genesis chapter 3. We'd read the whole chapter. That's a lot. I'll just read 3, 1 through 8, but I will refer to much of what is happening tomorrow too. So let's break open God's Word. A reading from the book of Genesis. Now the serpent was the most cunning of all the animals that the Lord God had made. The serpent asked the woman, Did God really tell you not to eat from any of the trees in the garden? The woman answered the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. It is only about the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden that God said, You shall not eat it or even touch it lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You certainly will not die. No. God knows well that the moment you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like gods who know what is good and what is evil. The woman saw that the tree was good for food, pleasing to the eyes and desirable for gaining wisdom. So she took some of its fruit and ate it. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. When they heard the sound of the Lord God moving about in the garden at the breezy time of the day, the man and his wife hid themselves from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. My friends, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There is so much in this story that is so good. Um, okay, so, so what we're seeing is that um, that innocence, right? That initial innocence uh, of that relationship. Remember, the, the, what the Yahwist is saying, and, and is so true, 100% true, stand on it, my friends, uh, because it is so true, that we are made by the very breath of God, the kiss of God. 
uh, he breathes life into us, and we owe our life to God's goodness and mercy and, and abundance. Um, and we are made for relationship. We are made first and foremost for that relationship with God, uh, secondarily for that relationship with one another. And Adam and Eve are in the innocence of that relationship, that first initial innocence. They have not yet fallen. But then there has to be a story of a fall, isn't there? Because isn't that entirely what you and I experience in our life? Um, and, and certainly as repercussions of this fall, but their story is our story. And, uh, and so how does it happen? Now we project the serpent to be Satan, uh, certainly is some, some, um, validity to that, but just know from the Yahweh's perspective, that's not exactly what he is saying, or at least he may be alluding to it or pointing to it, but that's nowhere is the Satan, Satan, the the stumbling block, the liar, um, uh, the Diablos, uh, the devil, nowhere is that uh, used within this, this term. It is a serpent who seemingly could walk uh, at that time and could interact with humanity. And so the serpent approaches um, Eve and says, did God really not tell you to, to eat of any of these? Remember, the tree of life is there too. They could eat of any of the trees, including the tree of life, because we were made to live in eternity, for eternity, with God and with one another. But it was only the tree of the the, the knowledge of good and evil that they could not eat of. And so Eve answers with that understanding. We may not, we may eat of all the, the trees in the, in the garden, uh, except the one in the middle. You shall not eat it or even touch it lest you die. Now here is what, and, and this is why, you know, the Diabolos, the, the, the devil, the Satan is, it, it, I mean, the serpent represents the devil because here is what the devil does, right? The devil will put a little bit of truth in every lie that is told. Because the devil lying of course divides. And 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 that's what the devil's doing all the time. And and that's why Jesus is able to say, I, Jesus, am the way, the truth, and the life. Because there is no lie within him. Um, and so what the serpent does is say, You certainly will not die. No, God knows well that the moment you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God's and know what is good and what is evil. So we need to ask ourselves, you know, again, people usually just say, ah, Eve ate of the fruit of the, the tree of knowledge. No, 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 no. The, the, the fruit of the tree of knowledge, if there were such a, a, a thing, there's nothing wrong with knowledge. We, we as Christians embrace the idea of knowledge and, and we embrace it on every aspect, which is why we are not opposed to whatever science teaches us about what the creation looks like and whatever history teaches us and psych, uh, psychology and, and sociology and all these things. We, we embrace those things. We, we must embrace those things because they have something to say. What we are talking about here specifically is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so the little bit of truth that the serpent puts in here is saying, yes, your eyes will be open. And in a sense, you will be God because like God's, let me use that term, um, because we will begin judging 
what is good and evil, and therefore, who is good and evil because of that action. Make no bones about it, brothers and sisters. The sin of Adam and Eve here is their desire to want more than who they are. They want to be like God. They want to be gods themselves, lowercase g. Uh, and they want to act and think and, and behave uh, and be answerable to no one. And brothers and sisters, doesn't that strike close to the bone? When we are on those days when we are less than what we are invited to be, isn't that really what is at the, the, the heart of it? That we want to be our own God, if I can use that word, our own um, royalty, king, queen. We want no one uh, to answer to as well. That, that we revolve around us and whatever our desires are and we want to answer to nobody. Um, that's, what they, that's what they did too. And so their eyes were opened, yes. And they, they saw all of a sudden what is good and evil because they saw their own nakedness. Um, and, 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 uh, and again, the, the act of judgment came to be part of the world. Um, so uh, what they did is they sewed fig leaves, uh, together made loincloths for themselves. We've, we've seen all the pictures. We know this one. But here's the part. I love this part. And, and it stops here suddenly, and I'm going to talk about tomorrow's reading. When they heard the sound of the Lord God moving about in the garden at the breezy time of the day, just that image that the Yahwist is painting, that they communed so closely with God, that oneness was so good, that when God came into the garden, the garden was not separate. God does not create and go vanish off and sit in some heaven far away. But he walks among that which he created still, by the way, my friends. But when God was walking through the garden at the breezy time of the day, whenever that is, I don't know when the breezy time of the day is. Maybe you do. The man and the woman hid themselves from the Lord God because of their sin. And isn't that, I mean, that one sentence says so much. One, it shows of God's desire to be one with us. But two, it shows our desire in our sin to hide ourselves. Not that we don't desire to be with God, but we, all of a sudden, they know what shame is. And in their shame, they hide themselves because they know they are not worthy of the presence of God. You know, I, I've said this before. I say it all the time. Um, in, the, uh, in John chapter 21, that marvelous gospel when Jesus is walking on the shore, it's post-resurrection, and the people, Peter and John and the, and the crew are out in the boat uh, fishing. And, uh, and John, you know, Jesus calls out to them, and John says, it is the Lord. He's, you know, of course, the one who, disciple whom Jesus loves, not named. You know, he's not named John in his gospel. The disciple whom Jesus loved, love recognizes God. And, and whispers to Peter, it is the Lord. And it says Peter is lightly clad, and he jumps into the sea. Um, this, is, this, this is what it points to, this reading right here. Peter knows he's naked, and he's ashamed, and he's hiding. That's, that's his act of, of hiding. Don't we do the same thing when we are shamed, when we, we hide from ourselves, we hide from other people, we hide from God. 
and we try to put a good face on it and we act differently or we simply don't acknowledge it because to acknowledge it is, is such a humbling act before God, before ourselves, before other people. But that's the one that reunifies us, right? Because if we were to go on in the story, Adam comes out in the next verse and says, I hid from you because I was naked. And God said, who told you you were naked? So you've, you've eaten of the fruit then, have you? And, and he does exactly what we do. When, we, when somebody else names our sin, when we're hiding and somebody else names it, but we don't want it named, and God says, so you ate of the fruit. What do we do? We deflect. We say, it's not my fault. She gave it to me. He points it at Eve. And what does she do? She, of course, in, in hiding in her sin because she doesn't want to be named either, she points, it wasn't my fault. The serpent told me to do it. And, uh, and we deflect it. Instead of owning it and saying, this is part of who I am. It's not all of who we are, brothers and sisters. It is not. But it is part of what we carry with us is the fall. And those times. And instead of owning it, instead of sitting with it, instead of uh, sitting in sackcloth and ashes, isn't that what Ash Wednesday is about too? Instead of saying, this is part of who I am and I need to grieve that and I need to be humble and remember, I am not this majesty. I'm not the royalty or the one that around which everything revolves. I am not the master of my domain. But instead, I am somebody who has fallen. And I feel the effects of that. We point to other people and blame them and say it's their fault. Um, and, and that's what goes on. And, and what happens then, uh, uh, two things happen. Um, one is God points out the consequence of sin. And, and ultimately what that means is uh, for the serpent, on his belly he will crawl. Woman, you're going to labor in, in pain now. Uh, a man, you're going to till the earth by the, the sweat of your brow now. That's what's going to happen. God doesn't do it to punish them. He says, listen, this is the consequence. And that oneness with which you had before, that oneness that we had before, unfortunately, that's, it's not going to go away, but it's going to be harder. It's going to be harder because you're no longer going to be in this garden, this innocence, this place of, of, of newness, this place of, of uh, well, innocence is just the best word for it. Because there are consequences to sin. You can't, you can't stay within this place. Not punishing you and, and sending you out. It's, these are the consequences of your actions. And so they are sent east of Eden. Um, but not before the second action that God does, which is he creates clothes for them. My friends, this is, this is the story of, of I, I mean, Scripture could have almost ended right here. I mean, it couldn't because ultimately it has to play itself out in, in, in Jesus Christ. But the action is, is God creates and, and, and it's created for relationship and union. And that creationship falls. That union dissolves. We, we sin. We, we, we make poor decisions that hurt other people. And in that hurting other people and hurting God, we hurt ourselves. And we divide and we separate. And that, that relationship falters. 
And then it is recreated, the recreation of God, the new life that, that is entering in. And God says, yes, this is the, the, the consequence of your sin, but let me show you and point you in a new direction and know that I'm with you, even in, in acts as simple as making clothes or in the, in the portending when he says to Eve or, or the serpent, on your belly you shall crawl. And, and her offspring points to, to the woman's. Her offspring, uh, they will strike at your head while you strike at their heel. Again, foreshadowing the coming of her offspring. Who is that? Christ, who will step on the, the head of the serpent. That, that even then in God's mind, Christ is coming. Christ is part of the plan. Not just because of the fall. There's an argument that Christ was part of the plan from the word go. Dun Scotus would sure say so. Um, but, but here is the first time that we see in Scripture, hey, your days are numbered, serpent, because her offspring are going to crush you. You know, G.K. Chesterton, Chesterton talked about it, and I'm going <laughs> to say it in a very poor way, but it's going to sound English, and, and there may be some of you out there who just shake your head and say, here's how he said it, Joe. But he said, I don't care a fig for the happiness and the uh, oneness on, on that side of, of division, but I would give my life for it on this side. Meaning that first innocence that comes, he's not going to give anything for that because we've all experienced that. But, but we, brothers and sisters, are, are, are people who live in this fallen world and, and that fallen nature, that blood courses through us. Doesn't mean we're not good. We are still good. None of this stops God's goodness in who we are because God, the breath of life, is what created us. We are still created in God's image, even though we carry the blood of the fall within us. But what Chesterton is saying is he, he won't give anything for a fig for the, that happiness uh, on, on the first side of, of creation but he'd give his life for that oneness and that relationship, that happiness on the other side of the fall. Because isn't that where we meet Christ right now? Isn't that what redemption and salvation is called? And isn't that priceless? Brothers and sisters, the story of Adam and Eve is our story. Um, there are consequences for, for living within this place and wanting to be masters of our domain and wanting to be gods and be able to judge who is good and who is evil. But that is for God alone. It is not for you and I. And when we do that, rather than blaming, rather than, than you know, pretending it's not there or hiding from God or ourselves, but to simply embrace and say, this is, who, this is part of who I am too. But know that God does not stop being God for us, does not stop being in relationship, that he cares for us. Even it's as simple as making clothes to care and take care of us in our journey in this consequences of sin. As Chesterton said, he would give his life for that peace, that goodness, that happiness, that oneness on the other side of the fall. So may be with us as well. Let's pray. As we one last time this week give our intentions over to our Blessed Mother and invite her to place them at the foot of her Son. So we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fifth glorious mystery, Mary is crowned Queen of Heaven. Our Father who art in Heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in Heaven. Give us this day our daily bread 
and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you. Thank you for uh, being with me this week as we explore Genesis. I think I'll continue on with it next week as well. Have a wonderful weekend. Uh, Stay safe, stay stay warm, uh, stay uh, loved, stay in the arms of God. And I look forward to being together with you on Monday.